you're listening to the Sunny Days Podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch, a professional psychic, healer, and coach specializing in subconscious reprogramming, inner child work, and intuition development to help you create your happiest, most fulfilling life. Thank you for tuning in on this sunny day. Hello, welcome to the Sunny Days Podcast. I'm your host, Alex the Good Witch, and today is a very exciting day uh, for multiple reasons, one being that we get our first episode of the Sunny Days Podcast in my new office. Uh, so if you're able to watch the video right now, you are seeing me in my new office. Um, it's still in progress as far as decorating goes, but it is it is getting there and it is looking groovy. Uh, So I got a cool wallpaper behind me. I have my record player with me that I get to listen to um, and all this really cool stuff to just make it such a vibe and such a perfect place to see clients. Um, So yeah, I am based in Laguna Hills. If you are in the area that is in Orange County, California. Um, So yeah, I am now full-fledged in person. Uh, The space is by appointment only. Uh, But yeah, welcome to it. And I will be shooting more of the podcast episodes from this little corner. So thank you for being here and celebrating this with me. Um, Another cool, exciting thing that's going on right now is that today is the first day of my waitlist being open for my Love and Happiness program. So Love and Happiness is a group and one-on-one program, and it is all about your love life. So this could be dating. This could be in a relationship, in a serious relationship. It can be anything under the sun, um, but it is in regards to you creating an ever-expanding, ever-evolving, and ever-present love, the highest love that is truly meant for you, regardless of where you're at, regardless of who you are. This program very much meets you where you are at. Um, We do a lot of the subconscious work that I do with my one-on-one coaching clients, and I have been working with people with their love lives, again, whether they're coming off of a toxic relationship, whether they are confused about where they're going and the one that they're in, um, whether they are working on the one that they're in, whether if they're single and haven't dated in a while, but want to be open to something new and something better, whether they're dating, it's not going well, wherever they're at, I've done so much of this work with clients. Um, and it's all about being with them, who they are, um, what they are experiencing in love and have experienced in love. So regardless of where you're at with this and what your life looks like. This program is for you if you are wanting this program. So definitely go check that out. Drop your name in the waitlist. Um, I mentioned the waitlist opens today. What the waitlist is, it's a chance to get first dibs on the program when it officially opens because there are only 11 spots. And the waitlist itself is no commitment. There is no deposit or anything like that. Um, So definitely feel free to drop your name if you have any interest or think you might have um, interest moving forward. Um, because I'm going to be sharing a lot more details about it to really see if it's for you coming up. But again, I wanted to throw that waitlist out there. So people who do show initial interest get to have first dibs on the limited spots before I completely open it to everybody. You'll also get some special access like being able to split payment, whereas if you come in later, um, you'll just have to pay all at once. Um, So yeah, there's different like... um, 
what are they called? D different perks like that, um, just for being on the waitlist and showing initial interest. So definitely click the link in the show notes um, and get your name and email on there. And I would love to share more about love and happiness with you coming up. But for today, we are here for this podcast episode, and this podcast is all about codependency. So codependency is a very loaded word. Uh, I feel like it's kind of either you're in this boat of like you have found out that you're codependent, like you have learned, you have come to realize that, um, and you are like, I am codependent and I am working on this and, you know, things come up in your life where you're like, okay, I'm codependent. <laughs> you know, it's like this, this label or title, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like it's this big label or title, but there's also this other aspect where there is a lot of weight to it. And I feel like there can be this, oh, I'm not codependent, right? Because it, it seems like such a weighted word um, that we don't really want to maybe be associated with it, or we just don't think that we could um, apply to it because we're so used to ourselves and the way we feel and the way that we live our life that we wouldn't really put some quote unquote big uh, title onto our um, our state of being. So that was definitely me. Um, I was the person who, when I first went to therapy, I was explaining my situation and I got into explaining my like relationship and I was like, but we're not codependent. <laughs> and I, it's funny looking back because I feel like I said that a, a couple of times. Um, and I was very young when I started this therapy, I was like 18, 19. And I think it's very interesting that like, I was even like mentioning, like, why, why, why am I even mentioning it then? <laughs> Um, so I was very much like, oh, like we're not codependent. Um, and I went through this whole journey with codependency. And now I am very happy to say that I'm in a place now where I am not codependent. Um, I in the in the way that it does not um it does not hurt me, it does not direct my feelings and my actions, and it does not affect and influence my um relationship. So there are like codependent tendencies that we could all have and not necessarily label ourselves as codependent. Um, same with things like anxiety, right? Like we can all experience anxiety, have anxious tendencies here and there with certain things. It doesn't necessarily mean that we have like generalized anxiety disorder, right? So I am not codependent in the way that this is not this title on me that I'm working through that I'm claiming that really comes up. Um, but sure, time to times, there might be like codependent um, thoughts or feelings that come up. And that is completely natural, completely normal, just like it's completely natural and completely normal to have anxious thoughts and feelings come up, depressed thoughts and feelings come up. Um, but you're at this level where you have gotten to like free yourself from it really affecting you. Um, in any kind of way that's like influencing uh, your life and influencing your state of being. So I want to talk about codependency in a way that you might not have experienced before. Um, codependency is usually brought up uh, very strictly with relationships. And again, kind of in this very big way, like there's this big title um, of it. And it means that you 
like feel like you're going to die you know when the person is like leaving um and brings up like a lot of feelings a big abandonment um also feeling very responsible for someone else's emotions and all of these things which i definitely felt i felt <laughs> i was codependent in very like severe ways um and that's how a lot of us feel it if we're at the point where we're like uh acknowledging that that title for ourselves is that we can really feel and see wow, this is actually showing up in very big ways. And maybe I was just kind of used to it before because I didn't know any different. But anyway, I want to talk about codependency as well in the nuance and in the grays of things like codependent tendency tendencies, because I feel like it's a disservice um, for one, people who do label themselves as codependent to then feel kind of the stuckness of a title, you know, like you're working on it, but it does start to feel like a limitation where it's something that you'll always have and that you're, you keep possibly getting like frustrated by you know like you're working on it and then you do something or feel a way that's codependent again and it like it strikes again you're like uh like oh, I'm codependent so I definitely want to be able to help anyone in that boat and then also help the people who wouldn't really think that of themselves or don't really know that to be true of themselves or haven't thought of it before um but like I said we all have like codependent um tendencies and this can show up in ways that don't necessarily mean that you need to have this big title that ends up making you feel stuck by any means um, but it can really shed light on things that you can work on and feel better about and improve your life and how you feel and your relationships um, from this work that I can help you uh, acknowledge see and uh, work with in this episode by again bringing it up in maybe a more nuanced way so codependency more in its basic form is um you are co-dependent on someone else and this can also be something like a a situation or even like an inanimate thing um and I will talk about that that is part of the nuance and part of the ways I feel like we can really help ourselves out that we don't really focus on so anyway you are literally co-dependent on something else meaning that your happiness is dependent on someone else and how they feel, how they think, what they're doing, um, your peace of mind, you feeling okay and stable and peaceful. Again, it's dependent on something else. Basically, it's dependent on something on the outside. So again, you can even remove people from this situation and just say something on the outside. Um, your state, whatever that be, your happiness, your peace, your well-being, your prosperity is dependent on something on the outside and why that becomes something that um is unhelpful in our lives and doesn't serve us in our lives uh is because we can't control the things on the outside we can have some kind of say and influence and things like that to an extent a hundred percent but at the end of the day we don't have this full control over the things on the outside so when the things on the outside aren't behaving or um like resulting in what we need to feel safe and happy and peaceful and all of these things well that's huge that's we're we're relying on this so then a lot of things can happen from there we can end up feeling very defeated we can end up feeling like impossible right like just stuck impossible because there is you know no way that we can control it and the whole premise is that that thing needs to be a certain way for us to get what we need 
So if we're unable to control it based on that premise, we are fucked. Uh, but based on the truth, <laughs> we are not fucked. <laughs> but based on that premise, like that's what it feels like. And that's why it feels so impossible. And then another thing can happen, which happens often, would be like control and manipulation. And if you've ever had any kind of like program with me, you've heard me take the weight off of words like control and manipulation because it is natural for humans to do. We all do it in different ways. So the more we can take the weight off of that and the judgment off of that and just see it as something that we all experience, then we can actually start to see it and look at it and then work with it. Um, but ignoring it due to shame isn't going to help us. So anyway, it can put us in this space where we end up being um, controlling or manipulating um, in whatever exact way that is, right? These are all different coping skills for everybody. Maybe that means we um, cry and we pull on, on on our own emotions, right? In our own desperation to do it. Maybe that means that we get upset, frustrated. Maybe that means that we... Um, shut that person out. Um, but whatever it is, it's having this reaction to this thing on the outside because this thing on the outside is something that we need to be a certain way. And when it's not a certain way, we are fucked by this premise. So therefore, we are going to either feel like completely fucked and this is awful and or we're going to do whatever we can and however we know how to do it to to make it different to make it change to make it be what we want it to be um and again we don't ultimately have that kind of control and it's actually very counterproductive because the best way to really influence an outside thing to go in a constructive or quote-unquote positive way is not through coercion and manipulation because that just causes things to fight back and to dig in their heels more, whether it's a person or a thing, that's just like an energy. Um, so the best way is actually to have like an acceptance and understanding. Um, and of course, our own sense of self and our own sense of what we have within that can't ever fluctuate and we're be taken away based on something from the outside. Having Having these kinds of things like the sense of self, and boundaries and the sense of acceptance of the outside end up being the things that like affect and influence the outside in the most effective way that then continues to feed us in a positive way. Um, so anyway, that's kind of like an overview of codependency uh, in an energetic way. Okay, so a couple of examples where I see codependency show up in ways that kind of feel small. They feel like it's just our normal reaction. We don't really think much of it. Um, it doesn't feel like the biggest deal. It's kind of just like our brain working in the background and a lot of people do it too. Um, but it's definitely something that would be a codependent um, trait or codependent moment that can, that can help us see more of ourselves, right? And this would be something along the lines of, let's say you are dating someone or like want to be dating someone you're in contact with them and you are texting them and you receive a message from them and you type out your message back and then you think and you're like mm, no I don't know if that's the best thing that for me to say not because I don't know if it's like my truth or just what I want to say but I'm questioning that because I'm wondering how it'll land. I'm wondering how this person will feel. I'm wondering if it will 
get them to text me back instead of leave me on red. I'm wondering if it will, you know, get me the attention that I want uh, for them to to ask me out, um, things like that, right? For them to to like me or to continue liking me. So now we're like uh, we're thinking about this message and we're we're constructing this message with in mind what is this other person going to respond from it? How is this going to land with them? How is it going to make them feel? What's it going to make them do? And the reason this is codependent is because our actions are literally based on this outside thing and what's going to come at this outside thing. The reason our brain is doing that is because our inside state is directly affected by that outside thing and how they respond, what they what they do or don't do about it, what they say, et cetera, et cetera. Our inside state is dependent on that outside thing and that that response from that person or lack of response from that person. So that's the motivation. That's what's causing us to reread this message and construct this message. Whereas if we weren't in a codependent tendency um, or not codependent, if that's like an overall state that we're in, is that we would just receive a message from somebody, read it, and then be like, this is what I want to say back for whatever reason. Maybe I think it's funny. Maybe that thing, um, you know, I don't agree with it. So I, I want to vocalize that, whatever it is. And I just send back what I want to say. And it has nothing to do with that other person. And it also has nothing to do with me. It also has nothing to do with me and my value and my worth and my projection of myself, um, especially through their eyes, right? And like, there is this, in this, there's also this allowance of the other person being able to do whatever they want. There's this aspect of free will that comes into play where I can send whatever I would like to send and I am leaving this open for them to say whatever they would like or to not respond. Like I am energetically and also like mentally just allowing them to be however they are going to be from this message. Whereas in the codependent tendency, I am I'm tr trying to get a certain response, trying to evoke a certain response. I'm trying to get it to go a certain way. Um, and again, we, we usually stop there, but we don't realize that the reason we're doing that is because of the way we feel like it comes back to us and what we need and what we're dependent on them for. Um, and that's why we're, we're pushing or coercing, um, trying to kind of get it to go a certain way. It's actually coming from that. So with the being not codependent, um, we give this space for people to just be who they are, be themselves, have whatever reaction that they do. Um, and it's very, very freeing and liberating, not just for that person, but for us. Because the reason we're able to do that is because whatever they do doesn't mean anything about us. It doesn't affect our state. It doesn't affect our happiness. It doesn't affect our peace. Uh, it doesn't affect our life, really. Um, of course, to an extent, we're all connected and affected by each other, but the effect is much different. One effect of the codependency is like it gets in there. It gets in inside of us. It gets into our state. It gets into our mind. It gets into our emotions, right? Um, 
there's very much like no boundary there. It just kind of invades us. Um, whereas without the codependency, it's very much like, okay, maybe this person said or did something that it it did hurt. It did bring something up. Um, it does make me confused or whatever the thing is. But that is just like a feeling. This feeling comes up. It is it is fleeting. It comes up and it's valid and it's natural because we aren't out like alone, just you know, without any effect of any other human or thing at all. Like, you know, we are affected, but the effect is like this, this, this thing that comes up and you notice that you were affected by it. Um, in that moment it came, but the core and the state that you're in is still the same. Like you are wherever you are at because you are not dependent on that outside thing at all. You're already um, wherever you're at. You're already happy. You're already at peace, whatever that thing is. Um, you're already there. Nothing could really like change that truly or take that away from you um, without you deciding for it to or without you going something um, going through something on on your own that's really taking you more on this journey between states and deeper emotions and deeper feelings, it's not really going to be swayed by these external things on the outside. Um, it's not going to be swayed to the core. Okay, so I want to bring up how codependency can show up um, outside of people and our relationship from people and people being the thing on the outside. Um, and then I want to give you a practice on how you can help fortify yourself to not have um, codependency be the thing that is um, dictating your state and your thoughts and taking up this energy in you um, and creating these outcomes that ultimately like you don't want and don't serve you um, and don't make you feel good. So let's start with, like I said, codependency being beyond just people. So this is a really great practice too um, if you aren't dating anyone uh, because codependency, yeah, we could definitely see that and is often brought up with relationships. Um, usually like romantic relationships will come up a lot. Um, obviously it'll stem from things that are familial as well. So it will come up um, on those kind of relationships, like your relationships with your parents and your family, um, whether to help you see, to help you heal, or if you're actually working on those relationships as they exist in the present. Um, so I want to be able to give you some areas where you can see this and work on this for yourself that don't necessarily involve people because sometimes we don't always have that resource. Like maybe we aren't dating right now, um, but we want to work on codependency or we want to see if this is something that comes up for us um, so that when we do decide that we want to date or be with people that um, we we have like worked on this and and saw it um, so that we don't like slip down a uh, slippery slope uh, because we have this tendency um, in this state like already within us. Uh, so ways that you can see codependency is just any time that the outside thing is really dictating how you feel. You have a codependent relationship with that, with that thing. So a lot of people who are codependent will actually end up finding this um, 
in a myriad of different aspects of their life and they were only focused on people but it's very helpful like i said to focus on however it comes up because there is um that means that there's like an opportunity for work and growth and healing um in any aspect that comes up so for example i had this with money for a long time where i was very codependent with money um and of course just like with people we are affected by money and that is valid we are affected by it but to have money be deeply into your core with your sense of self ultimately all of this comes back to your sense of self whether that's happiness peace whatever it is it really comes back to the sense of self to have it dictate and shake up your sense of self um, and to need it to be a certain way in order to gain this sense of self and this sense of wholeness is not a fun place to be and it really ends up working against you with your relationship with money just like it would work against you with your relationship with a person so you can see any of this energy of this outside thing just being this this force of how you view yourself if you feel like something else can make you feel like crap make you feel unworthy make you feel like you're bad all the time or you're guilty, um, make you feel like you are just not at peace with yourself and with your life, anything that's quote unquote making you feel a certain way, look at like codependent energy between you and that thing. So this can be with money, this can be with a certain like outcome or situation that you're wanting. Like, let's say that you're, you know, really trying to sell your house and it starts to get to where like you need this house to sell. Like you need it. Like you, like you, like you feel like for your own sanity, like you need this thing to happen. At the end of the day, it's an outside thing that you don't have a hundred percent control over. And the more you allow that to dictate uh, your well-being and your like peace of mind, uh, the more it's going to actually feed um, like unhelpfulness into the situation and, and make it go more not in the way that you're wanting it to go. Um, so you can see this codependent feeling uh, beyond just with people. Think about like outcomes that you really, really want. Uh, think about things that you really, really want, uh, situations that you want to be a certain way. And you can have wants, like none of this is about not having wants, not having preferences, not having desires about how your life looks, about how situations go, about how much money you have, about how people treat you, about how um, your relationship is going. It's not about not having preferences at all. Um, but it's a whole different story when those wants and those desires become, wow, I'm realizing that deep down, I really feel like this means something about me. And I really feel like I need it to be a certain way in order for me to feel my best, right? That means that there's codependency there. Now I'm going to give you um, some tips to help yourself with it. So like I said, it's all about really fortifying um, who you are and your sense of self and your state and your well-being. That is the best like um, prevention um, and healing of codependency. So one way that you can do that is you can really think about codependency as these outside things are getting to come in. They're getting to come into me and they're they're 
getting to make me feel a certain way, um, whether emotionally, mentally, physically, or maybe feel a certain way about myself and about my life, but they are like getting in. These outside things are coming in and affecting me on the inside and making me feel certain ways like on the inside, not just like on the surface, a passing feeling on the inside. So what we need is we need some kind of like barrier where these things can't come in. Again, they can touch the surface. Like it's valid that this thing, you know, frustrated you, made you feel upset. Like we want to feel those emotions because they help us. They help us navigate what we want to do about it. They help us navigate solutions, right? They're like a compass, but they're a compass when they get to like, you know, touch the surface, let us like feel it, right? But not not go into here. Here is what's sacred. And here we want to have be like so loved and solid and peaceful and all of these things because that's who we really are and what we really deserve. So with this barrier, um, I'll I'll have some examples of how you can just um, start to create this and um, maintain it in, in small ways. So something that I like to say to myself is um, more like a mantra of I won't allow that to come in to me. So like if I'm going into a conversation, for example, I had a hard conversation um, recently with somebody and I was, you know, getting very anxious about it. And I started to feel myself feel codependent on how how they would react, right? And and just very much overthinking of what can I say? What can I do to make sure that they don't react in a way where they're upset because then therefore that means something about me, right? And I saw that kind of thought pattern come to fruition from from how anxious I was feeling. So I was repeating to myself, whatever their emotions are, whatever they say, whatever they do, however they feel, I will not allow any of that to come into me and to dictate how I feel. I will not allow that. I will not allow that. And another like mantra that can be in tandem with this or on its own is how I was talking about like that free will aspect. You can say to yourself, they are allowed to feel and say and do whatever. And like, I, I allow, and like, I condone that. And like, I, um, I'm saying that it's okay for them to do whatever they'd like. And it sounds very interesting because it sounds like you're giving them permission when like you are not the ruler of their life. But the thing is, with codependency, that codependent part of you really wants to be the ruler of their life. That codependent part of you really wants to dictate what's going on the outside because they need to do it's necessary for them to dictate the stuff that's going on the outside for like their own survival and well-being. So when you um, say things like that, you it's very active, like you are. Uh, like I've decided to allow people to to have their own experience. I'm saying that I allow people to say whatever they would like, to feel however they do. Like I'm allowing that. So it puts you at this state of being active um, and actively deciding it. Again, it doesn't mean that you're like the dictator of your life, their life, but you're actually subconsciously have been from a codependent standpoint. So what you're doing is you're kind of flipping it on, the, on its head where it's like, okay, I get this say in, in what other people do. And my say and my decision is that they can do whatever they want. <laughs> so I find that to be very helpful too. Um, then it seems like less that it's happening like so out of control and stop and it's happening to you and all these things. It's like, well, I, but I, like, but at the same time, I've decided 
that they can do whatever they want. And like, I have decided that. So I, like, I am on board with this. I, I, this isn't something that like is so against my, my, my motivation. Like I'm on board with this. So that's another mantra that can really help. Um, another one would be to, um, really like explain to yourself, um, in a lot of detail, almost like very redundant, very much like talking to like a preschooler or something, what's going on on the outside in like a very objective way, like really explaining and reiterating that this thing is going on on the outside and this isn't has nothing to do with you. Not just has nothing to do with you, but like it's not your fault and that you also don't have any direct control over it. Um, but you can notice how you feel about it and you can do something about that. But it's really like going in and, um, you know, it's it's like reparenting and it's it's a bit um, similar to like parts work, but maybe not um, as specific or as deep. But really taking that like inner child part and really explaining what's actually going on out there, because without that explicit um, verbalization of that, what's going on is it's getting processed within in a very distorted way. It's getting processed in a very personal way. It's really like getting, again, it's really getting into you and becoming a personal thing. Um, so to very explicitly explain to yourself in detail and redundancy and objectivity, this thing that is going on on the outside um, and all that that is without personalizing it at all, and then maybe even reiterating and, and explaining how it is not personal and you have no control over it. And things like that um, might be helpful for you as well. So I hope that you liked those uh, tips. And again, um, it all starts with the being able to just see where you have these codependent tendencies, whether you're someone who would be self-proclaimed codependent um, or someone who is um someone who who doesn't and like this would just be helpful to see the ways that you're doing this without realizing it because again ultimately this is a coping skill that we've we've learned and acquired um that had served us in the past or that was um was created in us to tr to try to help serve us right it had good intentions um but it, it does more harm um than good ultimately especially as we get older and we want our own um, better life for ourselves and our own better experience for ourselves. So definitely take a look at these, um, at these things, even if you're someone who wouldn't consider yourself codependent to help see where you can, um, where you can work on this and you can heal, um, you can heal these aspects. So I would love to personally invite you if you have listened to the end of this episode um, into my love and happiness program again it is a group and a one-on-one -on -one program uh, and it's all about meeting you where you are at so we do a lot of subconscious work and parts work and inner child work um, we also do intuition development, uh, but basically we do whatever you need to help you create the ever-expanding, ever-evolving, and ever-present love um, that you truly deserve. Whether you are in a relationship now, and it's about that, being able to get to 
its most optimum um, function and experience uh, or for you to figure out where you're going in this relationship and what you want to do with it or you are single and you are dating um, and you want to make sure that you seek and attract and get connected with the people that are really best for you and ultimately uh, the person that is very best for you if you are looking for a monogamous relationship uh, and if you have not dated in a while and just know that deep down you will want to have that for yourself and you will want to have that in a whole different way and one that is so beautiful and healing and not what you've experienced in the past um, and you want to get into this program so that you can set yourself up for that so that it becomes a very wonderful beautiful healing experience and not something that just feels like you're going in circles or experiencing what you had before and that's the whole reason that you you know maybe have been um avoiding it for a while right so wherever you are at this is for you so long as you want this for yourself and you are open to this kind of very personalized work uh, then this is a hundred percent for you the waitlist is now open starting literally now today um, so go to the show notes and drop your name in uh, so that you get first tips on that with no commitment of joining um, and you get all the access to any of the perks that come along with the waitlist. So I would love to see your name in there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope you have a sunny day. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunny Days podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and catch more of my free content by following me at Alex the Good Witch on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If this episode resonated with you, please take a screenshot, post it in your stories, and tag me on Instagram. I appreciate your time here with me today. Peace and love to you all, and I will see you in the next episode.